Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Happy New Year, everyone. It's definitely the new year and hasn't been yeah, for a long time. It's going to be, what, end of January-ish when we release this? Mid-January? Uh, we are recording this episode uh, earlier than we normally would because I've got a move coming up and may have disrupted internet connection. And I don't. Yep, so we're banking a couple. Oh, yes. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, we're the other one of the co-hosts. This is JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where today, mm. you'll never guess, Nick. Oh, are we are we recapping? And he didn't. We're <laughs> recapping and discussing JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, part six, Stone Ocean, Yay. episode 19. It's the 171st episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure as a whole, and of the numbered episodes of our podcast. Not to be including the sub-seasons of things like Barkano, Revolutionary Girl Utana, and Bubblegum Crisis. Which you can watch. Castlevania. Or... Well, slow down there, son. Uh, what else did we do? Uh, we did that movie about firefighters. Oh, the... the uh, Yep, I remember it clearly. Haruhi Suzumiya, Endless Eight. <laughs> Jesus Nick Christ. Nick immediately put his heads in his hand, just like I do every time I remember <sighs> watching all of that in one day. Oh my god. But we did it, and that's what counts. And I still... Don't understand why they did it like that. Well, so you could feel the agony that is that many repetitions, right? Yeah, but we only had to put up with it for one day. Yeah, true. Like, imagine watching it at release. Imagine Weekly if, released episodes. Imagine if it was the entire season was those eight episodes, but across, like, 39 episodes. Or, like, you know how um, One Piece probably has, like, a thousand episodes now? Yeah. That... Oh god. It's the perfect money-making machine. We just keep reanimating and re-recording the same conversations. That's free money. I mean, you probably get up into the 100s and you can just start splicing together shots yeah. from previous iterations uh, with minor visual variations. And people are like, wow, they really went all out on this visual effects. And someone out there will be like, no, you don't. It's the same episode. It's the shame. I'm not crazy. Let your hands off me. <laughs> <sighs> but it's really good for people who've missed the last week. Um, yeah, pre last previously on Harry <laughs> Susamia. The same episode. It's the same line eight times. And then now for our current feature presentation. But not like Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. In Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, every episode promises to be a new Bizarre Fresh Adventure. Hell. Except for when uh, Hayato Kawajiri was going through a time loop. Uh, I guess. But even then, things were changing in those time loops, weren't they? Yeah. People, yeah. Different people died. Yeah. Rohan. Uh, Josuke. Koichi. Did Koichi die? I don't recall. I thought he was the first one. Oh, Koichi. I knew you'd be the first to die. No! Nick, uh, this also covers um, chapters 75, 76 through 79 of the manga. Ah, that's a lot of chapters. Yes, you see, it is the full... Uh, chapters of 76 through 79, but only pages 1 to 8 and pages 18 to 19 of Stone Ocean, chapter 75. Wait, so they just Does anyone care about that? Not me. I do. They just cut out the middle. Cut out the middle, man. Huh. So that, that that separate chapter bit probably would have been the Jotaro cold open at the start. Mm. I imagine. Right, gotcha. And it is, of course, entitled Birth of the Green. Birth of the Green. The green. I think I'm beginning to understand who the green could be. Well, there was multiple options, really. A yeah. bunch of fucked up green things showed up this episode. <laughs> uh, but I think we all know which one is yet to be born, so it couldn't be that one. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> Look, yes, okay, I get you, but at the same time, green. The green. The, the, uh, the green. It's not even like the thing that gets me the most is that it's not the green. It's the green, right? Like it's where those uh, those quote marks are. It gets me. Nick, gets I have me. found the JoJo Wiki page for Dio's bone. Ooh. He's in a nice portrait of the bone. Okay, it's it's very phallic, I'm not going to lie. The term Dio's bone refers to a bone belonging to Dio, entrusted to Enrico Pucci before the events of Stone Ocean. Hmm. The bone's a particular shape and presence of two round eminences, corresponding to the so-called semasoid bones, hmm. indicates that it is Dio's first metatarsal bone, i.e. one of the bones within the foot behind the big toe. One of the bones behind... Huh. You mean like the long boys? Like the long bones there? Like that way? Nick, you need to use your words. It's an audio medium. So if I'm, I'm holding my foot up right now, and vertically I have five bones extending to each of my toes. Okay. Are we talking one of them? I guess so. That's weird. That, that's, a, that's a thick bone. Well, he was a thick boy, Dio. That's true. He was a thick lad. It should be noted that even though it is considered Dio's bone, mm-hmm. it is actually a bone from the body of Jonathan Joestar, oh. whose body he stole, replacing Jonathan's head with his own head at the end of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 1, Phantom Blood. I'm putting my hand on my heart in remembrance of mm. Jonathan Joestar. Top 5 Phantom Blood moments, Nick. Uh, number 1, JoJo. Dio. N- number 2, Dio. Number 3, Dio. Number 4, Dio. Number 5, Jojo. <laughs> According to the rules established in Stardust Crusaders, mm-hmm. it is because of this that the green baby each uh, receives the Joestar birthmark on the back of its neck. Because oh, it's its bone. Because it belonged to the body of Jonathan Joestar. Yeah. Right. Because I was weirded out by that. If you remember anything from when we were watching it. I don't. Of course you would. You never take note of these things. Um, yeah, because I, was... I only take notes while we're watching. <laughs> Because I was like, why does he have the, the Joestar birthmark on him? And you were like, Nick, shut up. Don't talk while we're watching. Listen, it's a sacred... <laughs> it's a, a sacred, sacred ritual. We've, we've put our oils on. Yep. We've got our cucumber face masks. Yep. We've sat we've cross-legged just... in front of the TV shrine. And when we hit play, we take off the cucumbers and we, we go... Oh, well, first we have to say the chants. Hirohiko, Araki, Jojo, Bazaar, uh, Venture... It's know. funny because you I'm were trying... setting the meter of that and you decided that what you were trying to say didn't fit the meter. Look, sometimes the joke lands. Sometimes you get a little far, a little further in. You're like, wait, my mask doesn't check out. Oh, no. And that's what it's like being Hirohiko Araki. Sometimes you get further in and you realize, wait, that meteor could never have been 1000 millimeters in depth. Okay. Yeah. Nick, I think it's fair to say that we open. But on what? Why? On the same medical facility of Jotaro Kujo's at the Speedwagon Foundation <gasps> oh my that God. we encountered previously. But he has no mind. How can he do anything? Yeah, so these two doctors, one who looks like a tall statuesque elf, and the other who looks a bit like Thin Mario. Yep, I'm with you. Um, look, look at these friggin' elf ears this guy has. I never noticed until you <laughs> pointed this out. He literally has long pointy ears. Jesus. I could help with my elven magics. But we've been forbidden from using them in front of mere mortals. And then this guy turns around and he's like, Hey, why don't you use your magics on that there Jodoro? He's just Chris Pratt voice. (laughs) 
No, but isn't Chris Pratt just going to sound like Stardust Crusaders, here we come. And the audience just groans. So these guys are just like... So, They're in their spacesuits. And uh, Jotaro is cross-legged, one hand kind of up. He's sitting in kind of a meditation pose, yeah, but, but hunched over because he's, he's not there in the head. Yeah, and his arm is up. Which is really weird to me. We don't know if it's they're, they're not resting the... on his knees. Nick is saying they are held above them. Yeah, which is really weird. Palm upwards, as if you were trying to feed a bird or a small dog some delicious biscuits, or a child, or a fully grown adult. So he's got some basic consciousness now that he's got the stand disc back. Mm. He's learnt about thirty words, but he has no recollection. English of his... words, quite impressive for a Japanese ex-high schooler. Oh yeah, yeah, but he's travelled the world. Yeah, yeah. He's been to Egypt and various places on the way to Egypt. Yeah, they all spoke English. He went to Italy with Polnareff looking for Diavolo. Exactly. And have probably probably visited his dear grandfather Joseph Joestar in his New York real estate empire at some point. He knew some English. He doesn't anymore, but he knew some English. He knows about 30 words. Yeah. That's um, some. But he has no recollection of who he is or... Or his family. And he's got two beautiful pictures. They were just a picture to be empty frames last episode. But mm. now we see it's a nice picture of wholesome Jolene and the same picture of his un- unhappy marriage to his <laughs> unnamed wife that we've seen previously in the show. <laughs> just... <laughs> That's the happiest they've ever been. So for those of you who may not remember... Um, the woman, uh, the, the mother slash wife of Jotaro and Jolene is like in front of Jotaro with her head like three quarter profile facing the, um, the, the camera, camera. Yep. the camera of the photo, not the camera of the TV. Yep. Um, but so most of it, most of it is her back and she's clutching her arms around herself protectively, mm-hmm. but her chest is facing, but not making contact with Jotaro. Who is doing like the thinker pose? A whole head taller than yeah. her, just looking bored out of his mind. They are, Jotaro is barreling the camera with his eyes, and uh, the mother is sort of looking slightly off to the side. And she's like, "Oh no, I'm in this marriage." And he's like, "Oh no, cameraman, you're looking at this marriage." And that's like, you know, Jotaro yeah. could just take the picture with his stand. What if he did? Or even better. He could do a beautiful sketch in a mere instant with his stand. True. True. Didn't he do that in the prison? No, in um, Stardust Crusaders at the start, after he came home from the jail, they were looking for evidence of where Dio was. And with his special eyes, he saw the The Nile Weiwei fly Mm. in the back of a... I know too much about this show. (laughs) Uh, And then he just like... Instant sketch, instant uh, like... An anatomy textbook quality sketch. Is this why he became a biologist? Because he's really good at Maybe, yeah. Sand? And he just likes the ocean as well. Well, I mean, he doesn't like anything, but, you know, maybe the ocean... He does like the nice colour transparent. True, that is his favourite colour. Ah, Jotaro. Truly taken from us too soon. <laughs> but she'll get you back. One day. Mm. Mm. So, the doctors are looking at his scans and, like, most of his b- biological stuff... Stuff. You know... His, his vital statistics are operating within normal parameters. All those meat numbers looking good. But he can't... He's losing muscle mass because he can't move around much because he doesn't have a brain. Uh, all the muscles are atrophying yeah, at an like, alarming rate. Like Big Boss. Ah, yes. Who was stuck in a hospital, question mark? Yeah. Or a triage centre? 
Nick's raising his eyebrows up and down at me repeatedly, meaningfully. I think yeah. it was a hospital. Oh, okay. I was hoping it'd be even bigger <laughs> conspiracy than it was before, but no. They should be doing remedial massages on his muscles to help maintain muscle mass, but they don't mention it, so we can only assume they, can't, they aren't. We can only assume the Speedwagon Foundation, the most, Negligent. the most technologically advanced body on the face of the earth, don't know what a massage is. <laughs> With all his memories gone, he has no reason to live. Weather reports over in the other room, like, I resent that. <laughs> so the body is rapidly de degenerating. I love how he's he's wearing, like, a white hospital T-shirt, mm. but it still has his his coat, uh, green star and stripe on it. Well, they're not going to take that away from him. I assume this is a shirt they gave him. Yeah. We need to get him something that matches his hat, which <laughs> he's still wearing in his comatose state. We couldn't take the hat off. The stand got too aggressive. Look, do we need to give him something special? Yes. The Joestar family gown. It's just a gown with more stars on it. Okay. Yeah. No sleeves. It's like a tank top, basically. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. To a normal human to be a gown, but to the Joestars, it's just a shirt. So smaller doctor is like, his only chance of recovery might be recovering his memory. And then reaches in to touch him for some reason. Into his ear so he yeah. can prod his brain. And the other doctor is like, no, don't. And this is a cool shot. So like... Star Platinum is superimposed over Jotaro's body slash behind his shoulder in that mm. classic stand pose. Mm -hmm. But Jotaro's own fist lashes out and smashes the IV drip and almost takes out the doctor. And the doctor is like, ah, just nearby. Mm -hmm. Jotaro falls over on the bed uh, and the doctor is like, sorry, I forgot to tell you don't touch him because his incredibly deadly stand will murder you. And then it turns out the glass from the IV drippamabob is like cutting into his arm. <laughs> yeah, this is... The most unexplained thing to date. <laughs> it cuts into his arm and perfectly forms the words baby stand. <laughs> no, uh, Jolene. Uh, in very rudimentary cuts. But very precise cuts given he has no mind and was using his own arm against intact glass. Yeah. So, you know, given the circumstances, not bad. Good penmanship given the circumstances. Yeah. But he wouldn't pass my calligraphy class. Wow. Okay. No. That's not possible, the doctors say. It looks like it says two line. Tob Eily. Tob Ilv? Yeah, it sends the Speedwagon Foundation off on a wild goose chase across the world. Quick, we need to find Tob Ilv. Let's start in Russia. That sounds right. They go to Russia and they're like, excuse me, sir, have you seen a man named Tob Ilv? This is the powder of my stand, Rasputin. Oh no. Ra, ra, Rasputin. <laughs> and it's just a whole bunch of ra, ra, ra noises and they're like, What's that happening? What's happening? It's like, you've already and then, then it makes you Hunger Games. Ah, I like that. Jolene is getting her wounds patched up by Foo Fighters, leaving her in good condition for more manga battles. Hey. And she's remembering how her dying dad was like, I've always respected you, my daughter. Wasn't it always cared for yeah, you? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, but even though... Foo Fighters has fixed up her arm. Sympathetic wounds of that Jolene wound appear on her own forearm. And she's like, no, leave that one. And we never see it again after this scene. So I guess it healed up pretty quickly. I guess. Um, or she stitched it up with her threads. Yeah. Uh, but it would be funny if she was just walking around like, oh, I am getting lightheaded from this <laughs> Jolene cut on my arm. It's like, why don't you let me patch it? No, no. leave it. Leave this one. And it's never really explained how that happens or why it happens, but it's just like sympathetic wounds for like, even without a mind, my dad is thinking of me mm. and I'm thinking of him. Mm. And 
really my motivation as the first female main character of this show is about my dad. Mm-hmm. But I am Jolene Cujo and I'm going to do some cool shit. So you best watch out. To be fair, we were also doing part three about their mum. That's true. Turnabout is fair play. Yeah, we yeah. never saw her again and we never will. Yeah, and we Just like reminded. we never saw Jolene's mum. Yeah, and we were never reminded about <laughs> Jotaro's mum after episode two. They're so. taking the plane back and they're like, I wonder how Holly's doing. And Jotaro's like, who? <laughs> Aren't we just going to Egypt? I used to be a big softie, but now I've seen the world and I don't care about such domestic matters anymore. His mum is like, why don't you come sit at the table? There's like, no, I want to sit at my Egyptian... Kotatsu. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and read some Egyptian manga. Son, what have you become? Speaking of Egyptian manga, Nick, have you read any of Crazy Diamond's Demonic Heartbreak yet? No, I have okay, not. That's okay, it has been four days and Christmas. <laughs> We, we forgot about that whole thing immediately after we spoke about the it. The podcaster's curse. Yeah. They're going up the stairs in back up to the punishment ward main zone. Jolene is taking the lead. She's walking up ahead, but also this whole scene takes place with them not moving up the stairs. Yeah. So Jolene like pauses for a weird amount of time. And there's a, a brief aside happening with Anasui... And Foo Fighters. Anasui is hatching a cunning plan to win Jolene's heart. So he whispers into Foo Fighters' You remember ear. how I told you, I, I highlighted to you hmm. how when they were, Foo Fighters and Anasui were going to go help Jolene, yeah. Foo Fighters really asserted like, I'm the one leading this expedition, you're just the backup. Yeah. Now Anasui's making all the decisions and using leverage against Foo Fighters. Yeah. Why? What's the, what, I don't understand. <laughs> it's inconsistent. Um, so Anasui leans in and is like, hey, Foo Fighters. Trip Jolene down the stairs. I've got a quote here if you like. Oh, okay. All right. Can you trip Jolene down the stairs? Just a little bit will do. And Foo Fighters is like, what the fuck? No, I just said try to trip her. We won't let her get hurt. But you see, when I was cradling her when she was bleeding out, I liked the way she looked at me. Like she thought I was a crazy man who could do anything. I don't think she's pieced together that I'm the one that saved her. Which he did. Oh, saving her from that big kick attack, I guess. Indeed. So, so I'll save her from this thing and then she'll fall in love with me. And Foo Fighters is like, no, that's sexual harassment, Mr. Simpson. <laughs> this feels like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> oh. I'll scream so loud that the whole men's ward will hear me. Go ahead. Isn't that what he says? Something like that. I don't know. We all know that episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, the Venus. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet can. Quite um, ironic that only last episode, Foo Fighters lost both of her arms, not unlike the Venus de Milo. Jesus. That's got to be some weird, deep connection somehow to The Simpsons. I doubt it. Araki had Why just would it watched... be to The Simpsons and not to the famous statue? What do you mean? Araki doesn't know about the Venus de Milo. That's not an Italian statue, is it? Oh no. Say, say those words again, Nick. The Venus de Milo isn't an Italian statue. I thought it was like a Spanish statue, isn't it? Oh no. You're making me second oh, no. guess myself because yeah. of your, no, I don't your, know. your unearned confidence. Though to be fair, Venus de Milo may give it away. Well, ancient be... Greek. There's a lot of crossover yes. between ancient Greek yes. and ancient Roman yeah, cultures. Greek is different to Italy, I guess. Very, very small amounts. They're kind of right next to one another, but they're not. Yeah. I want to embrace her tightly one more time. Now get to it. And Foo Fighters is like, you can't make me. So, and then he says... And you promise to cooperate, or do you not keep your word? And that's enough to convince them. Yeah. Like, you call me crazy, but if that were me, I'd just be like, I'm not doing that. 
yeah, but you're not Plankton. <laughs> so then Foo Fighters is like, well... Like backfists Jolene's ankles. I thought it was more of a, like a light slap. <laughs> sure. It was actually really funny because she just walks up and goes, yeah, I guess I better do it. <laughs> Jolene immediately loses her balance and falls through the air. And as she was going for the cat, she's like, ha ha, I'm going to be such a hero. This is like an always sunny plot. <laughs> I started tripping women down yeah. the stairs so I can meet them. <laughs> is it working? Oh, very well. Uh, the only problem is the police has started cottoning up and I need your help to stop them from getting me. Oh no, I can't be seen around you anymore. What, why not? Because I started tripping up women as well. <laughs> what, why? Well, you're going up the stairs. I'm going down the stairs. Wait, but how does high that High risk, work? high reward. Yeah, well, why are you doing that, Charlie? Why are you tripping them down the stairs? Oh, to keep the rats out. Wait, what, what? Yeah, we've all seen episodes of Always Sunny. We know about the rats. Exactly, exactly. He's not going to catch her though, because Jolene, while she is falling, spots the small man with the bone. <gasps> Immediately forgets that she's falling for some reason. Oh my god. And she like Tarzans her way up to him. Yeah, she Spider-Man web thwips uh, around his wrist. She Indiana Jones whip cracks his wrist into nothing. She Lego Indiana Jones used the whip to cross a gra- gap maneuver. She original Catwoman whips. Uh, she Halle Berry Catwoman whips. Ooh, she uh, Gotham Knights uh, Batgirl... Have a grappling hook. She has a grappling hook at some point. Nick, I was at the beach the other day. Yeah. And I was thinking, how would the Daniel Craig James Bond movies have gone if instead of that iconic shot of him getting out of the beach and looking real hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. If he got out of the ocean the way actual people get out of the ocean. That is how I get out of the ocean. Where you either take like weirdly big steps to account for the water or you like fumble around on all fours like a dog in the surf. What are you talking about? I always get out of the ocean. Stride statuesque out of the ocean. Yeah. Have you seen me at the beach? No. Well, you never will because I don't go to the beach. (laughs) But I always get out of the water that way. Look, he has the bone in his hand. (gasps) And then he degloves himself. So literally with the threads around his wrist forearm? The bit, the meaty bit of your arm that isn't the top bit. Like here. Nick is grasping his forearm. Yeah. It's like right around there and it just rips the skin. It just rends it off. Yep. Uh, And all the skin comes off like if you were wearing a ring and you're washing the dishes. Oh, I can't be thinking about degloving. I'm sorry. Yeah. And you just pull off the glove. No, no, stop, 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 stop. You're going to make me throw out. (laughs) So does that. And then Jolene's all like, I need to get him. Yep. (laughs) So they all... Go up the stairs, but he's acting strangely. Strangely? Liam, I'm worried about you. <laughs> this is terrible B-roll footage of Liam has fallen over. He's not dead. He's just fallen over. And I'm not helping. We can't let him die. He's the heart of this podcast. Bit of a recording break there as I ended a glass of water. Uh, and my foot had gone to sleep and Nick watched me stagger around and f- literally fall over from trying to balance on one leg. Look, you said, I'm okay. And I went, all right. I was okay. And then you fell over. <laughs> but we digress. So the small man is not so small anymore. He's kind of hulking out. He's like, his top half, he skipped leg day. And yeah. he's like, I'm gonna hulk. He's getting tall torso. You, he reminds me of the village chief boss from Resident Evil 4, who is a sort of centipede man underneath his long coat. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I know what you're talking about. And he's all like, blur. Yeah, it he's like all like, blur. Of, yeah, it comes out of his head and this weird centipede's like, No, it blur. comes out of his torso. Torso? Oh, never mind then. I don't know anymore. And the guy is acting strange. He's like climbing up the wall like a creeper plant would. Mmm, mmm. 
And Anna Sui's like, he was small, but now he's as tall as me. No, he's taller than me. What? But that's impossible. And like, this guy's gross. He's like, mmm, the sunlight, nice and warm. His spine is contorting into weird, like, growths on his back. And then his face turns around. It's fucking gross. He's got plants growing out of his eyes and mouth and his teeth are either jutting out of this tree growth coming out of his mouth or pushing through his cheeks. And he's all like, the sunlight, the sunlight. One of his eyes blooms into a beautiful flower. And his pupil is at the heart. And his head explodes like he just got shot in in the front of the head and the bullet exited out the back. Now, we are then told... This isn't a stand. Repeatedly and emphatically, not a stand. This can't possibly be a stand. A stand couldn't do this. This is impossible. And what's to the be rationale for not this not being an enemy stand? Is there one? Yeah, it's that if this were an enemy stand, it would target us. Oh, from the beginning. Yeah. True. So Which obviously. Yeah, no, but that's that's no. good. That's good reasoning. But we are currently still in the midst of a non-targeting enemy stand survivor. Yeah. But it would have targeted us from the start. It makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. So Jolene is all like, holy shit, that dude's fucked up. Yeah. Um, okay. Where's the bone? Where the hell is the fucking bone, old man? And uh, then all the other prisoners who Kenzo drowned are also turning into plants. And like they've got trees like b- bursting out of their bodies. And the trees stretch up and they, they look a bit like hands at their peak. Mm. And they're all coming out from either their chest or their mouth. Or somewhere that's like near the top of their body. Yeah, and their roots are also extending out of their body into the ground, mm. forming a bit of a network. And they all have like, you know, it's pretty common in these shots we're seeing for the growths to be coming out of their mouths, which means there are teeth in the trees. Yeah. Not good. Body horror. Junji Ito bullshit. Yeah. At its fucking peak. Like the guy who gets really into gardening and... And turns into a garden. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. But everyone here wasn't into gardening, and thus their punishment for why can't, eternity. Why can't all Junji Ito stories be like that one with the post under the house? <laughs> oh no, I'm stuck. How do we get you out? But they couldn't. Not without doing damage to the house. So they so, didn't. So he died. Which... <laughs> Did we ever learn how he got stuck? No, it, just, it was just like <sighs> through an incident or something like that. I think that's the scariest part of the whole story. <laughs> is Like, you think about it for a while, you're like... Yeah, but how, how did he? How did it? And then at night you're like, no, but how did he get under the post? And then when you buy a new house that has a post in it, you go, I'm going to end up under there one day. I don't want to be under that post. Nick, man. does your house... Ha- ha- Look at Nick just casually dropping, buying a house. Well, I'm not going to bloody show you that I own a house, but I do. Well, you um, own a portion of it. Yeah, but it doesn't have the any bank owns the mass, vast majority of it at this yeah, stage. The, I think the bank at this point owns 99.8% of the house. <laughs> um, but they're letting you use it. Oh, that's nice. And at a very unreasonable interest rate. Nick, do you have posts under your house? I have foundations. In fact, you know what? There is a hole in my shower. And like like not, a drain? It's not the drain. Okay. It's like where the tiles are that I need to get filled up. And every time I'm in the shower, I'm really worried about getting my finger stuck in it. I never put How my hands down How big is the there. hole? It's like literally like that thin. Use your words. It's about a centimetre big. If a centimetre, right? Like yeah. maybe like a millimetre big. So you couldn't fit your fingers in there. There is no you physical don't way. try to put your fingers in because there. Because what if like the post guy, I accidentally get it stuck in there. And there's no way to get it like out. like the mailman? Without doing damage to the house. <laughs> like what then? To the bank's house. The bank will be like, well, Where will the bankers live? We can't possibly damage the house. That would, we can't do that. 
Oh, terrifying. The gladiator-looking stand user is watching all this go on. And he's like, alright, we know that this is not the work of a stand. And there's this bone, and everyone who touched the bone, or someone who touched someone who touched the bone... They're all bone adjacent. They're all turning into plants. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Nick, I'd love to hear what you think is going on with this. Look, this has to do with attaining heaven somehow. Yeah. But how does growing into a tree mean you're attaining heaven? I don't know. I'm assuming that it's like, it's like attaining heaven as rebirth, as like perpetual immortality. Like with the baby? Yeah. But that doesn't feel like what Dio's getting at, because... Because he was already a mortal? Yeah, he was already a vampire. He was already like, I can't die. So until, why would, until he did. So maybe it's like, I can't birth children because I'm a vampire, unless I could. Well, I can't birth children because I'm a vampire and my lower body is someone else's, so all of my yeah. children are not mine. Yeah, something like that. Some weird shit like that. Cucked from beyond the grave <laughs> by my own lower body that I stole. God. It's the moral, um, karmic retribution of stealing Jonathan's gains. It's, <laughs> it's the, is it Sisyphus's ship? Theseus. The- this Theseus's ship, where it's like, how many other body parts do I swap out until my children aren't mine anymore? It's a pretty obvious answer. Well, if, but the, if the body part you swap out is the head, then... Then obviously they're not going to be your children. Yeah. But at the same time... And yet, couldn't we really say that Giorno was Dio's son mm. as much as Jonathan's? Exactly. Well, no, because Giorno was... Well, actually, Giorno did go on to become a mob boss. He was never really a good guy. He's so... a gangster. Yes, he I said remember. re that one time. <laughs> when did he say re that When one he was time? punching um Chicolata, the Joker, the Dr. Joker. Was that the um the guy who all of his body parts came off? No, uh, I don't know who that is. Uh the guy who like had a gas fungus attack and, yes. and when you lowered yourself in um altitude, your like whole body exploded in in fungus and mold. Green Day. And meanwhile, Bruno was fighting the guy who could swim through the earth. Yeah, that's the guy I thought who could detach his hand. And oh, stuff. yeah, shit, he'd done surgery shit to himself, yeah. hadn't he? I'd forgot yeah. about that. And then he's all like, haha, my head may be over here, but my ribs are over there. You'll never catch me now. And, and then he like, did. What? Yeah, a flawless man. Flawless man. Weird guy. <laughs> bizarre adventure. Very bizarre. Anyway, so the bone is like lying over there. And Jolene's like, I gotta get that bone. And she tries to get the bone, but Anazui spots. Plant growths coming out of her face with her back turned to him. And he's all like, Jolene, you beautiful dumb broad. Turn around right now. And she, it's very slow and it's like, oh, medicine katakana. Are we going to be like, oh, is she all going to be all planty like that guy? She's got that face. She turns around and she's radiant, backlit by the golden hour. Beautiful (laughs) and terrifying. Just as we thought. Oh, I just wanted to see something. And then he opens her mouth and like, like say, ah, sort of thing. Yeah. And then. His nose twitches slightly as he sniffs her breath. And Jolene's like, oh, what are you doing? And covers her, covers her mouth with and her And he's hand. all like, Jolene, I love you. And then he stares. <laughs> FF tries to say something, which I didn't catch with my camera. But Anasui doesn't take his eyes off Jolene, but just flings out his arm, pointing at her and says, FF, you stay silent. You need to stay back from the sunlight, FF. None of us are safe. You see, the bone... Mm-hmm. Transformed the prisoners in the punishment ward into plants. Okay. It can't be an enemy stand because it would have targeted us. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. Jolene takes another step towards the bone into the sunlight and erupts with uh, plant growths. Diver down, gets all up in her guts, and, and punches out them the out. Plants. Yeah. But the thing is, 
FF is like, okay, now just pluck them all out of her, right? Get the roots out. But no, they're not growing out of her. Her body itself is turning into plants. What? What? She's becoming a vegetable? Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. I love potatoes, but have I don't had, like Jolene. Have we had much in the way of like plant stands yet? I, I struggle to think of anything. I think we've had like two. There was one that was like vines. Um, was there? I think there was one that was vines. Are you thinking of Hierophant Green? No, 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 because there was... Um, oh, there's um, Joseph's Hermit Purple, which yeah, but, was Thorny Vines. Yeah, that's Thorny... Well, it's kind of Thorny Vines, yeah. But I thought there was one that was like actual physical vines in part five somewhere. Maybe, I don't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. I mean, I mean Giorno made a lot of plants and animals. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, true. <laughs> he did. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking then. Well, anyway, we may have had plants, but I don't know. I don't think we've attained heaven, though. Oh, I have. It's great. You should try it. Ah, shit. <laughs> How hard is it to attain heaven? Uh, actually, it's, I found it really easy. I can see the guys in this show are struggling, but, yeah. but for me, I didn't really have any trouble. Did you go by like um, like a program or did, or like was there a membership? Oh, look, I you'll have join? to read this journal that I found. Oh, what's in the journal? You'll have to read it. Um, did you burn it after reading it? No, but this um, this really tall guy did. Well, how am I supposed to read it? If the, is there any other copies? Well, uh, I've got this uh, CD that might have some of the contents. Oh, nice, a CD. How do I use it? Well, you got to get out your laser disc player. Okay, done. Anosui tastes one of the plant growths coming out of Jolene's cheek. Because he like, loves her. It's a normal plant. I love you, Jolene. Oh, and that's immediately in response to her saying, you shouldn't touch me or you might get infected too. Ugh. And he's like, no, I will. For you. We'll so, be a beautiful plant together. <laughs> so he says, oh yeah, the plants are just chlorophyll, not blood. Yeah. Which so means... They're fully that, plant. Yeah, they're, they're like plant. She's not plant, but she is turning into plant. Yes. And the sun is setting. It's the magic hour. It's coming from westward. So more sun is coming through the punishment wings. Enormous, architecturally beautiful round window. Which I think got smashed by a meteor. No, that was the, that was the skylight. This Never window is intact, I think. <laughs> Uh, and Jolene is going to get more and more planty if she stays in the sun. Yeah, but the bone is in the sun. <gasps> what is she going to do? What would Jolene Cujo do in this situation? Well, if there's one thing I know about Jolene, it would be disregard her own bodily safety in the name of the mission. Yes. She plays the objective. She just strides stridently towards that bone. Mm, love to stride stridently when striding. Mm. Mm. But the bone is gone. Instead, there's like a little like mammalian egg sack coming out of a plant. Why is there a child inside that sack? Yes. A small Joestar birthmarked child. It looks like a Cyberman from Dragon Ball Z. Oh, yeah. Like the little green dude. Yeah, that uh, Piccolo, sorry, that um, Vegeta and Nappa planted to kill Yamcha and others. Yeah. Do you want a picture? Yeah, they have the big bug eyes. But they're not like cell bugs. They're just like weird alien dudes. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like brain heads and little red eyes. The Cyberman. Not Cyber to be confused Man? with the Cyberman from Doctor Who. And not to be confused with Cyberman, my D&D character. Hi, I'm Cyberman. I'm a level three artificer. You'll never see anyone quite like me ever again. What, what do the Cybermen do in Dragon Ball Z? They're just little minions. But, like, do they show up more than once? No. Hmm. Weird. Because <laughs> they come out of those eggs, don't they? They, like, plant them as seeds or something. Yeah. What a weird bunch of dudes. 
Anyway, so there's this small baby in the fetal position inside this weird egg sac. This fetus, if you will. Yeah, inside this fetus that's connected up to all these vines that's growing out of all these people. Yeah, the um the roots coming from the prisoners have formed like a network of roots, and at the centre of it is this <gasps> this plant womb. A green child. Amniotic sac. That's Ooh, the term I was trying to remember before. An amniotic sac. I like that. That's a... Can we go back to being like simple creatures? To being smart. <laughs> you and me. The themes discussed here are very amniotic, if you know what I mean. I don't. That's not um, how that works. They're all self-contained. Okay. With more ideas being pumped in via some kind of weird root structure. And then it's the ad break and we get um, the stand title card for a stand we've yet to have seen. Nick, when we saw this fellow, <laughs> did you think that's what the baby was going to turn out to be? Uh... No. Okay. I didn't get a good look it is, at this It guy. is a green creature. Yeah, it is green, but I forgot that the name of the episode was... Birth of the Green? Birth of the Green, in quotes. So, I just assumed, because they were holding the baby the whole time, I was like, oh yeah, okay, there's a green child, whatever, it's fine. Okay. That dude, I was like, okay, I didn't get a good look at him. I did get a good look at his stats. <laughs> you memorized them. Yeah. So, Jolene takes note of this... Uh, birthmark on the creature that looks very much like her own ancestral birthmark. But she thinks, carrots that look like Snoopy, breast-shaped radishes, and other shapes are found all the time during harvests. Uh, it's just a coincidence. It's just toast with the face of Jesus on it. It's just a plant that happens to look like a child with my ancestral birthmark. Perfectly ordinary phenomenon. Look, nothing to worry about, just take the kid and run. But as she reaches out her hand... Its head turns and its eyes regard her. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. At this point, Foo Fighters pulls Jolene back because her legs are turning into roots too. And she's all like, no, Anasui, you don't understand. That child in there, it's a green child. It turned the prisoners in the disciplinary wing into plants, joined their roots and became a fruit. Would we call it a fruit? It's fruiting. But would we call the... Well, I wouldn't want to, uh, you know denigrate any lifestyle choices the uh, the green child might want to make. Mm, Would we call a child the fruit of mankind? God, no. <laughs> God, no. It's the fruit of the bone, Nick. Ah, that makes more sense. The fruit of the foot bone. The fruit of the foot. A small green child. Yep. With a birthmark of your... Of I've your heard of uh, serious bunions, but this is ridiculous. I'm just thinking, I've heard of bunions, but that's no bunion, that's a child onion. Ha! Ah, child onion, available now on Netflix, featuring Daniel Craig as young Benoit Blanc. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Compels me that that was my best kid voice. Oh, I thought it was your Benoit Blanc. No, Benoit Blanc is more like... Ah, say, this must be the work of an enemy stand. <laughs> well, 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 now, if you're going to be coming on in here, can you tell me why we have a glass onion? See, that's my Benoit Blanc. That's okay. Me. And then, of course, you got Hugh Grant in there somewhere doing something. Who is apparently his partner. Which but it's fun. I thought he called him Blanc in one of his few lines. And it seems to me it's odd that your partner would refer to you by your last name. Why? Benoit's two-syllable. Blanc is like a little pet name he can have. Why not? Call him Ben or Benny. Benedict. Eggs Benedict. You can call him Eggs. Yeah, but he calls him Blanc because he needs to keep him humble. I really like the idea of Benoit Blanc in a stand battle. <laughs> With, let's say, Columbo. With Columbo? Yeah. 
both of them are just like, well, now, what are you going to be doing to my here uh, stand, if you will? That makes sense. That makes sense. It's a very a very powerful ability you've got there. I'm sure Sure, I would never be able to overcome it. One more thing. And then the JoJo music kicks in. Well, now, if... You, and he's just like, they're both walking around the room, yeah, hands circling. behind their back. Well, now, if I were to use my here stand, which, as you already know, does have a power associated to it, you would be crippled in the moment I brought it out, would you not be? That's true, that's true. It's a very powerful stand. You know, my wife is always telling me her stand, when she's using it, 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 it destroys her en en enemies effortlessly. I'm sure yours is very similar. Now, I don't remember you having a wife at all. When did this come into the picture now? Is she in this here very room or not? I don't see her. I don't believe she is here. However... And so on. And so on for all eternity. You've watched JoJo's Bizarre Adventure before. <laughs> It'll be 20 minutes of something and then one second of fight and it'll be amazing. So this kid. I was thinking the other day. Yeah. About how. I don't like how introspective you mm, look right now. About how Jojo's Bizarre Adventure battles, particularly in the stand era. Yeah. Are like a murder mystery. Go on. You can only solve it when you've got clarity about the situation. Mm -hmm. And every time you try up until then, your efforts are stymied and you are gravely physically injured. But you, you are but, killed. But once you solve it, yeah. you're invincible and you can monologue about how you figured it out and defeat your enemy instantly. I guess? I guess? Yeah, okay. I'd have thought you'd still be attacked even once you figure it out, but then you need to figure out how to beat it. It's all like you need to have the, the physical the, prowess. No, to but do I'm it. saying the way the show demonstrates. Like I'm not saying if I was in a stand battle. Oh, I'm saying okay. the way the show conveys it to us. Yeah. Oh, you mean like in terms of plot structure? Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So as soon as you get it, you're like, I figured it Once out. Once they everyone. figured it out, they're functionally invincible. Yeah. 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 Okay. Now, Unless... I, su I suppose you're wondering why I've called you here to the parlor. What? Oh, sorry, I should do this as Poirot. He loves calling people to the parlor. Please, please. I suppose... No, 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 bonjour. It is me, Poirot. Uh -huh. He's Belgian, not French, but uh, that is how I lock in to the <laughs> Poirot voice. Okay. Which I, I will put on the record that I am not good at the accents. I apologise to anyone from France. From Europe. Or be yeah, anyone from <laughs> that whole continent in general. I'm done. <laughs> you've, you've destroyed my confidence. What can I say? What can I say? Anyway, you know, the bit is Poirot is like, but I was wondering, how did he kill... He, he, how was he attacking me despite never physically touching me? And I realised it must be the work of an enemy stand. <gasps> God, Poirot. How, how did you know? You're a genius. And that's the famous JoJo's World Poirot bit. Yeah. I'm like the anti-David Lynch. I've just realised this. Expound on that. David Lynch is renowned for being like, I love what you're doing. Keep doing that thing. Also try adding this <laughs> you're on. You're like, oh, just stop. Keep, yeah, stop I'm just it. like, Liam, what the fuck was that? <laughs> That's a real inversion of our usual dynamic. <laughs> anyway, the sun is setting and it's moving westward. It's exposing the room to more light. They're in trouble. They gotta get out. Jolene got the egg. She runs out and she's all like, okay, all right, I have the egg. Get me out of here. And Asui says they should escape via the east wall. But they have to do it safely. But there's a guy in their way. Then how can they do it safely? Well, they'll just dispose of the guy. Oh. He's oh. like a weird, fucked up little guy. He's got Survivor written on his trousers. <laughs> yep, that's probably a red flag. Uh, and he's quivering, just quivering. He's got like monk hair. Not the detective <laughs> monk, but the profession. <laughs> 
I, I know exactly what you Where mean. Where he's got the shaved top and then the ring of hair. Yeah, but he's also got two long foxtails coming yeah. down. Yeah. And he's wearing uh, a bodysuit, a light, a t- what is that, lilac? Um, uh, oh, you mean it, like a weird blue? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a teal. Not, not teal, it's lighter than teal. It's like a, a light teal? Sure. <laughs> Turquoise? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. We just don't know. It's impossible to say. Um, bodysuit, which has cutaways at the belly button, both hips, and both shoulders. Which means he's obviously a stand user. Yeah. And he's like, everyone drowned and then turned into plants. How terrible. I just want to get out of here. Um, and Anasui immediately is like, don't worry, old man. Let me touch your body for a little while. Look, you're going to be all right. I didn't say I was going to hurt you. Just come on by. Anasui kindly lets him leave. And he's all like, do you feel that? Everyone has 12. And he's like caressing his, his torso. His torso is like, do you feel that? Everyone has 12 ribs. That's 24 bones in total. How many ribs do you think you have? All right, off you go, champ. <laughs> yeah. This guy's name is Guccio. Oh, Guccio. Tell me, do we have any wardrobe malfaction on Gucci? On Guccio Giovanni ba- Battista Giacinto Dario Maria Gucci? The very same. An Italian businessman and fashion designer known for being the founder of the fashion house Gucci. Wait, it was his real name that long? Yeah. Guccio Giovanni Battista Giancia, uh Giacinto Dario Maria Gucci. Wow. You'd think after four of those, they'd just be like, that's a good enough. But <laughs> That's a good enough. That's a good enough. That's a good enough. <laughs> huh? Like, were they really going to have that many kids? They needed that many names. I don't know if that's how that works. <laughs> My son, you will be known exactly for who you are. Gucci and his wife, Ada Calvelli, married in 1901. and had six children, five sons and one daughter. Oh, that's all right. That's 11 children total. That's the six children, the five sons, and one daughter. That's ecocide. Wait, hang on, wait, say that again. <laughs> six children, five sons, and one daughter. Liam. <laughs> Do you, math, right? Yeah. Uh, 11 children in total? Mm-hmm. The six children. Yeah. The five sons. Yeah. And the one daughter. Yeah. How does that add up to 11? Okay, six plus five. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 12. 12. <laughs> Even, okay, yep, no, we're good now. Fucked up my own joke. <laughs> I just love the oh, idea. I don't consider daughters <laughs> Yeah, I just, I love the idea that you were like, no, 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 sexism. It's like, ah, okay, yeah, 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 no, no. That's so good enough. Yeah, they had six children, which, who I'm sure were probably <laughs> the characters in that Gucci movie recently. Oh, yeah. I don't care about that movie. No. His son, Ugo Calvelli Gucci, was adopted. <gasps> born from his mother's previous relationship. Uh, he had a son who died. Oh his God. sons, Ugo, Aldo, Vasco, and Rudolfo Gucci, held prominent roles in his company, but his daughter was not given a role. Oh, come on. There was a lot of sibling rivalry to hold power within the company, and by the 1980s, this became a serious issue dividing the family. Oh. So it was actually a family business all the way from, like, whenever it was, like the 20s or 30s or whatever, through to, like, the 80s? Like, it was just held by the same family? Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. Why why is that crazy? Well, like, I don't think there's that many big family businesses anymore, right? Like, I can't think of anyone that has, like... like, Ubisoft? Wait, who holds Ubisoft? It's, like, one family. uh, Like, all of the executives. What? Is it? Yeah, the Guillermo family. What the fuck? Okay. I take it back. Apparently, old money just... just wins. (laughs) 
Just fact-checking that quickly. Yeah, Ubisoft was established in 1986 by the five Guillermo brothers. E- Oh god, I'm terrible with French names. Y-V-E-S? Uh, Yves? Sure. Ives? I don't know. Currently served as the company's CEO. The family owns currently owns 16% of Ubisoft shares and 22% of its net voting shares. Mmm, okay. Alright. So I'm, I'm willing to chalk that up as accurate. Yeah, that seems about right. That's Fact still... check, JoJo's world! <laughs> so... So one family was just Gucci for that long. God damn. One family was just Gucci. God damn. That's crazy. For more on Gucci, watch that movie that I'm not going to watch. Doesn't it have Adam Driver in it? It's got Lady Gaga in it. Is Lady Gaga in it? Mm-hmm. Oh, Lady Gaga. She famously employed the method. Method of acting. <laughs> <laughs> the method. What Spoke is it? with an Italian accent for like six months. Oh, I see. Apparently it still wasn't that good. No, it wouldn't be if you didn't just live in Italy. I can imagine Lady Gaga being like, I'm going to use the method. And then everyone goes, so what's, what's your method of acting? It's like, oh, I use the method where I read the lines from the script, but I'm not saying the truth because I'm using the lines. Because all acting is lies. But the good actor reaches through the lies and finds a core of truth, an emotional truth that you bring to your character. This is, just, this is how people talk in drama school. Yeah. I would love if, like, who, who is it? Is it Ian McKellen who... Um, he was on extras with Ricky Gervais, that whole thing. Couldn't tell you. And uh, he's just like, you see, I'm not Gandalf. On the grass. No, that's Patrick Stewart. <laughs> you monster. <laughs> but he's just like, yeah, see, all acting, you're just lying. They pay us to lie. He's like, all right, is there anything more to it? He's like, what do you mean? They, they tell us what to say. That's all you have to do. You just say the lines on the script. <laughs> it's amazing. He's like, do you reach for anything else? Ricky, I don't think you're getting what I'm putting down here, all right? They give us the words on the script. I'm not actually a wizard. I am. But I'm a, I am can say I'm, I'm literally lying. And it was just that uh, for like five I remember minutes. when I could yeah. theoretically enjoy a Ricky Gervais show. Mm, mm. I couldn't enjoy them because of their content. Yeah. But I could theoretically enjoy them on, the, <laughs> on an ethical level. Oh, dear. So you can't be rich and then complain about how you're not rich. That's the fundamental Ricky Gervais problem. Nick just did Italian hands while he was saying oh, this. No, I've become everything <laughs> You've I hate. Cancelled. Oh. So yes, beautiful ribs. We've all got them. Off you go. And then he just wanders off into the the setting sun window. And he looks real crook, traumatized. Yeah, I guess. you could watch, just watch like several dozen people die and turn into plants. Yeah, but I mean, we've all been there, you know. Like really, when was the last time you went to a club and weren't like? Oh my god. I didn't see a bunch of people turn into plants. Yeah. Anasui employs his rock climbing prowess to help them all escape. Oh, you mean with Diver's Dream? Diver down. <gasps> Diver down. Um, and he's Dive all... her down. But now he's oh. diving her up by helping them <laughs> climb the walls. So, like, an arm comes out of the wall, they grab onto it, another arm so comes I like out how of the wall. The arm, yes, the arm does come out of the uh, wall and they grab onto it, but I like how Diver Down's little face pops out too. Like, <laughs> hey, I'm helping. Well, he just has to be there for the ride, you know? <laughs> he's got to come up for water at some point. Yeah. He up, he's got to come up for water. It's look, dry in that well, wall. Well, you can't dive That's them up That's why they all call day. it dry wall. Oh, so you can dive her wall. The gladiator guy is watching. And he's all like, all right. A green child. I wasn't told about any of this. Okay, I know it's not a stand. Back in, back in high school sex ed, I wasn't told anything about a green child. In sex ed class, someone brings out this weird amniotic sack and is like, all right, kids, this is a BB, all right? It helps, helps you, you find ghosts. Now, 
do not let it leave your side. And just remember, the beach is real. And you're like, oh, are we allowed to leave now? No, not for a while yet. Here's your BB. This is the seventh one ever made. Okay. Am I becoming a delivery man? Yes, you are. Sam. We all are. We all are. The guy. D. We learned his name is D and G. Now, you cunningly said that that was short for Dolce & Gabbana. And I was right. But I had no idea that it was that. Before he can spring into action and do anything, he gets a little Metal Gear Solid uh, exclamation point indicator because he realises that Guccio is heading his way. <gasps> but he, also, the rest are just gone. Yeah. And he's kind of spacey, Guccio is. He's just kind of wandering off. Mm. He's got like that sort of thousand mile stare going on. Yeah, real trauma look. And uh, Guccio grabs him to ask him what's going on and he falls victim to one of the classic blunders. He uh, he gets uh, rib trapped. Yeah, uh, not this has been a, one of the classic traps since 1938 when Santana famously employed uh, rib blades, also known as open ribs. Ah, classic. What the hell was this? Rib blades. Yeah, but what? When he used his ribs to attack Jonathan, to attack Joseph Joestar. Was this when he just came out of the room? Yeah. That he was being contained in? Yeah. Yeah, right. I'm with you again. You see? A visual representation of an attack with ribs. That can attack backwards. Oh, classic. Yes. That's what's happening now to this guy's arm. So, just like, what's his face? A bunch of sharp rib bones come out of the back of this guy and just like... Collapse in on his arm. Yeah, like pierce like teeth, bite his arm and pull it in. Hmm. It's just like The Thing, 1981. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Really fucks up this guy's arm. And he's like, oh my god, I love that arm. No, mommy, they bur- they bit my arm. So he breaks down crying. He's, yeah. He hasn't got strong willpower. And uh, not Nokia. I mean, What's I would cry if this happened to me. Yeah, but you're also not hardened by stand fights. <laughs> um... What's his name? Guccio. That's his name. Guccio walks off into the sunset. Mangled ribs sticking out of his back. Arms up in the air that he can't ever put down again. And he says, I got screwed. I'm only here because Whitesnake ordered me to cause a fight with my survivor stand. But forget that now. I'm finally outside now. Beyond repair. Recovery. Beyond recovery. And that's the end of Survivor. Goddamn. Well, not the end, but certainly beyond recovery. Yeah. He just, he's dropping down those little metal boys. He's like, dropping down the tier list. Yeah. I guess. I guess he's beyond recovery now, so yeah. Foo Fighters, Anasui and Jolene are outside. They've got the green baby sack. And uh, the baby. blooming... Stand. Not a stand. It's not a stand. <laughs> uh, the flowers fall out of Jolene and she's like, oh, must have been a temporary bloom. <laughs> that was convenient. Which made me go, what the fuck? It's done. It, we're just done with that. Okay. Uh, and so she she puts she lowers her hand and puts the um the the egg let's call it okay. um by her thigh for just a moment yeah and the camera cuts away for just a moment and then instantly this fucked up little stand guy is there eating the egg and Foo Fighters smash like, mouth Foo Fighters is like oh my god look out there's that weird fucking goblin bro yeah so, so he looks. He's got the same sort of like helmet design as the Gladiator Man DNG, mm. but it's green and part of his body. Um, and just like DNG, he's hungry for eggs. And he's got um, yeah, sure. <laughs> he's got, uh, he's got like semi-translucent plasticky overalls. Well, no, he's got fishnets on. No, no, that's his body. That's his body. Yeah, it's like scales. Oh, I get you. Yeah, okay, I'm with. Then it. over that, he's got semi-translucent overalls. 
and oh. semi translucent uh, plastic gloves. It's like he's going to handle he's something got, water. Like Frankenstein bolts in his shoulders and sides of his head. Yeah. He's like a fucked up little frog guy, essentially. They immediately all just start kicking the crap out of him. And he's like, yes, yes, hit me more. Pummel me deeper. Oh, Nick, let's take it before we get sidetracked by this nasty little freak. Yeah. Let's talk quickly about D&G slash Dolce and Gabbana. So tell me. But before I do that, I do want to share a couple of bits of trivia about Gucci. Oh, the man whose rib cage attack was actually very yeah. effective. His prison term is five years for sexual assault and theft. Huh. Didn't That's see it. Th- what? That's it? Yep. Oh. D&G. Ooh. What's he in for? Murder for 20 years. Mm. He's, he was previously a police officer. Oh my God. So wow, it must have been a really open and shut case for him to get convicted. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, you killed him, didn't you? It's like, yeah. It's like, oh. His favourite movie mm-hmm. is Showgirls. So now I'm confused. How was he a crybaby if he was a police officer and his favourite... I mean, oh, getting well. your whole arm ripped up by bones, it doesn't yeah. make you a crybaby necessarily. Oh, I don't know about that. It, it certainly would have been hardened by the force. I'm sure some guy tried to eat his arm. He's before. in touch with his emotions. He likes showgirls. He does like showgirls, which I believe is about showgirls. Uh, it's it's the one where they do the can can, or is that Chicago? There's there's one that has the the bit where they do like this thing. Are you thinking of Moulin Rouge? Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, okay, it's probably that one. Dolce and Gabbana. Dolce. An Italian luxury fashion house founded in 1985 by Domenico Dolce and Stefano Gabbana. Nice. Nice. A partnership. They specialise in ready-to-wear handbags, sorry, ready-to-wear handbag, accessories and cosmetics, and licences its name and branding to Luxottica for eyewear. Luxotic. Luxottica. Tell me, have you ever been to the faraway land of Luxottica? And here we go. They, of course, have the section on their Wikipedia page. Controversies. You'll love to see it, ladies and gentlemen. Following complaints from consumer groups in February 2007, Dolce & Gabbana pulled an advertisement in Spain that showed a man holding a woman to the ground by her wrists while a group of men look on. Ooh. Spain's Labour and Social Affairs Ministry branded the campaign as illegal and humiliating to women, saying the woman's body's... The woman's body position had no relation to the products. Wow. According to Debonair magazine. Debonair? Yeah. Okay. This Dolce & Gabbana advertisement has been criticised as a glorification of gang rape. While one can never be sure of D&G's true intent, the company's penchant is for controversy. Hmm. Wait, when were they established? 1985. Oh, wow. So they're like really young. When asked about the ad ban... The company responded that the Spaniards were a bit backward. (laughs) Imagine if you, Liam, went on a podcast. As I do most weeks. And you would say, you know who I hate? Women. I dislike them immensely. And then someone... Sorry, can we get that clean? Imagine that you said... No, no, just that last bit. I hate women. (laughs) Immensely, right? And then someone from a women's rights group comes up to you and says, excuse me, that's a bit denigrating... And a bit insulting. And then you said, those women's groups are a bit backwards, don't you think? Really just doubling down. Just real, just really go, you know what? I don't really like that they're coming at me with this criticism. Double her down. <laughs> Sorry, can we get that? Can we get that? <laughs> According to the Huffington Post UK, feminist writer Louise Pennington recently also commented on the image 
She stated that this particular image is representative of an increasingly misogynistic contraction of women in the fashion industry. Mm -hmm. Demonstrating very clear links between the fashion beauty industry and also the mainstreaming of pornography. Those who suggest this image is harmless fail to recognise the reality of rape culture and the dehumanisation of women's bodies in our pornographic mainstream media. Hong Kong photography ban. (laughs) Oh god, this is going to get even worse. January 5th, 2012, it was reported that Hong Kong residents had been prevented from taking pictures of Dolce & Gabbana window displays in their Hong Kong stores. I remember this! I it was don't. all over the news! People were going crazy about this! Go on. Staff and security at their flagship store on Canton Road asserted the pavement area outside was private property where photography was forbidden. The action sparked protests standing, spanning several days against international news coverage on 8th of January. Yeah, it was all over the place. People were like, can't take photos, it's just a photo! Citing the case of, I'm going to mangle this pronunciation, mm-hmm. Zhao Jugang, uh-huh. a Nanjing official whose high living lifestyle was identified by mainland Chinese internet users using photographs, local news speculated that the Dodge and Gabbana photo ban may have been imposed at the request of some wealthy Chinese government officials attempting to block details on the source of their wealth. Dodge and Gabbana eventually issued a formal apology to the people of Hong Kong. But didn't let the people out of jail. Yeah, in fashion jail. No, I'm pretty sure people were sent to jail. Yeah, but Dodger and Cabana can't release people from jail. Well, I mean, they could. They're very powerful. (laughs) Oh, it just keeps going. All right, give me the cliff notes. 16 March 2015, Italian magazine Panorama. The founders caused controversy when they said, We oppose gay adoptions. The only family is the traditional one. They also criticised in vitro fertilisation and surrogacy by saying, No chemical offspring and rented uterus. Life has a natural flow. There are things that should not be changed. Let's do a big boycott. Oh, God, no, that's bad. Uh, Double down in 2006. Child needs a mother. Yep. Uh, Led to an online petition. Uh, Eventual retraction and apology. So when I joked about I hate women, that's pretty close to the joke. Mm -hmm. Oh, hate that. Hate that. Oh. Shanghai. Another thing, Shanghai event promotion video. What's this? What year was it? 2018. Ooh, recent. Very recent. Series of videos on their social media platforms uh, featuring a Chinese model with her eye intentionally narrowed, dressed up in the brand's garments and accessories and clumsily attempting to use chopsticks to eat Italian food in a pretentious way. Oh, a slice of pizza. <laughs> Literally just they're like, oh, I won't eat this pizza with my fingers. I shall eat them with chopsticks. What's the point of that? I'll eat them with my chopsticks, thank you very much. Social media users commented that it reflects the brand's lack of understanding of Chinese culture and racism. Mm. They removed it eventually, further social outcry. And then more, I guess? They later claimed on Instagram that both the brand and the designer's accounts had been hacked. (laughs) Hang on, go back a second. Hang on. So they, they post... Is this just an image or is this a... It's a video campaign. Okay, so it's a video campaign of a Chinese woman who's been told to narrow her eyes Mm -hmm. intentionally and eat Italian food with chopsticks for no discernible reason. And the video narrative is in standard Mandarin with a hubristic and lecturing tone while having sexually suggestive lines. And they then go on to say, oh, actually got hacked. Yep. How old are the people who run Dolce & Gabbana? Dolce said in the video, We love your culture and we certainly have much to learn. That is why we are sorry if we made mistakes in the way we expressed ourselves. We will never forget this experience and it will certainly never happen again. Stefano Gabbana later complained, uh, 
calling China the ignorant, dirty-smelling mafia, adding that it was a country of shit and feel inferiors. They later claimed that they were hacked. I would just love if, like... So both of them come out after the... It's like it's like if, like, a band, right, comes out, and it's like, this is our song called We Hate the Troops. And then they come out, and it's like, sorry, guys. So the vocalist comes out, and he's like, hey, guys, really sorry. We do actually genuinely respect all the hard work that the troops do. We're not for war, but we're for the troops. We were hacked. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> then, like, the drummer comes up, and he's like, yeah, and fuck the troops, man. Those bitches are just fighting wars because they're told to. You know who the real enemy is? People who sign up for war. The troops. Fuck them. And the vocalist is like, Jerry, we talked about this. <laughs> and Jerry's like, nah, man, you know what? Fuck them. And then they come out two days later and say, sorry, our accounts were hacked. Jerry's Elon Musk brain chip was hacked. <laughs> God, if Elon Musk comes out and says, sorry, my account was hacked, that would be the funniest shit Anyway, um, anyway, they all beat the crap out of this little stand guy, but he, he likes it. Yeah, he's like, ooh, put pressure in my bones. And Anasui is like, oh my god, he stinks really bad. I can even feel it through my stand. Yeah, like he's saying like he's got his fist in him and the rest of dive her down to make it less weird. Um, dive her down is inside this weird guy and he's like, oh my god, it's really nasty in here. And he's like, he's just like, what's, what's when you're... Ugh. Um, he's got like cringing. He's yeah. got uh, shuddering. Yeah, he's just shuddering and just convulsing a bit. Where he's like, "Oh God, this dude." Once uh. the little guy recovers, he's like, "Those shoes. Did my body liquid dirty them? Oh, I'm so sorry." And then he grabs some timber and makes Jolene a chair for her to sit on. And he's like, "Please come, take a seat. Let me lick your shoes clean. Please take this. I'm just a fucked up little guy. Please take this. Uh, 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 what's the thing that he gives her? A comic book. Yeah, take this comic book." Please, I beg of you. Well, watch out, a bee. He's like, um, what's the goblin guy's name in part four? Smeagol. Yeah. Um, Shigechi? No, no Shigechi's the, the one who's like, oh, all my little guys are going. Yeah, yeah. No, he's kind of... Dad. Oh, no, Kiyasu's dad. Yeah. I think he has a name. Oh, okay. Um, he's just the green. Whoa. But he, like the green. He has quotes. a name, which we'll learn next week. Yeah. Will we? Yes. I last saw my master with getting his arm ripped off. Anyway, and he, he, he's chewing on this little bug and the camera is just like a, a sort of pretty tight close-up. This is like top moment of the episode, spoilers for my highlights. <laughs> but then Foo Fighters gun arm just leans into shot and just shoots him point blank in the head. <laughs> Blood goes everywhere. <laughs> just, can we get, your screenshots are just... Okay, we got. He's got the close up. He's just smiling. He's, he's, got like, he's chewing on the. Um, he's got um. He's a, chewing on the buggy. Yeah, he's ate. got a big happy Thanos mm -hmm. chin. Nice little skin gladiator head. And then the next shot you've got is just him screaming. It's his shot in the head. <laughs> oh Jesus! And then like, it's a remote controlled stand. We can't trust it. Um. Oh no, the guards are coming. They finally noticed something was happening in the punishment ward. So after like, everyone there died. Yeah, so they're like, we need to run. And this little green guy's like, oh, I know a oh, way he's, out. He's drooling. Yeah. And they're like, do we bring him? It's like, well, he did. This is how to tell wild strawberries apart. The yellow ones, the ones with the yellow flowers, are mock strawberries. Don't eat them. Mm. Uh, Jolene and Anna Sue, we have a quick sidebar and they're like, we've got to get out of here, but it ain't the green child. We need that, so let's take him with us. Foo Fighters, you stay behind and find the stand user. All right. Okay. Um... So this little green dude is like... He jogs off. See ya. And we don't see Foo Fighters again for a bit, but then we do see a flash of her at the very end of the episode 
warning, mentally warning Jolene not to trust this little freak because he acts nice, but when you turn your back, he'll do something terrible to you. And we see that like the whole lower half of their face has melted off. Foo Fighters' mm. face has melted off. And she's trying to plankton herself better, but she's struggling real yeah. hard. Uh, the little guy teaches Anasui how to run the Florida Swamp fan boat that they're taking. Ah, one of those big boats. Yeah. Mm. And they drive it off. He grabs a frog and squeezes its juice into his mouth. As he is to do. Yep. Foo Fighters is like, don't you dare take your eyes off that weird little guy. And he's just standing at the back of the boat, drooling slightly. With his, with his weird, weird red dead eyes. Yeah. I think one's a lemon and one's just a stamp. I think, I mean, I think they're just little robot eyes, but one mm. of them is wearing a sort of red eye patch situation, oh, mirroring his, his master's own eye patch. Mm. And much like his master, he's a little fucking crybaby. <laughs> But we'll find out what happens to all of these characters next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Nick, what were our highlights and lowlights for this episode? And my highlight was, of course, Foo Fighters shooting this little freak in the head. Um, I want to say my highlight was... Uh, I want to say it's also Foo Fighters related. Tripping up Jolene. <laughs> just because it's such a, like, thwap moment. Thwap. Yeah, like, there's, there's no, like, effort put into it whatsoever. It's just a... And then she's tripped. But we realise why later. Mm. But yeah, it's just kind of a funny like, here we go. Lowlights. My lowlight is the weird guy. Actually, no, my lowlight is, oh, I guess it was just a temporary bloom. <laughs> like what? 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 My lowlight is when that weird fucked up little guy turns his head around and we see the, the plant body horror. Ah, yes. Didn't care for that. No, I like that. I'm, I'm into I that. I mean, I wasn't shit. meant to care for it. But yeah. Ugh. Heebie-jeebies. Effective, but you're just like, why? Nick, they've finally left the maximum security house yet. We're off the boat. No, we're on the boat. Ironic. We got onto the fan boat. <laughs> They're going into the swamp mm-hmm. to lure Father Pucci to an isolated location Ooh. and also get this um thing out of this guy. Yep. Get this thing out of this guy. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, and figure out what's up with this baby. <gasps> the baby. The child. Foo Fighters is staying behind to kill D&G. Yep. But, uh, uh, or neutralize? I guess Foo Fighters are staying behind just because Foo Fighters are staying behind. Well, they said they were going to stay behind to find the stand user. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes more sense than what I was thinking. What were you thinking? I was thinking they were like, Foo Fighters, stay here for reasons. <laughs> okay. And that was it. It's the no sentient stands boat. We're allowed to have one. Yeah. Or like, stay here to, you know, stop some of them finding us first. Before we can get off the boat. What will happen next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, part mm-hmm. six, yeah. Stone Ocean, uh-huh. in the episode entitled yeah. FF, The Witness. Oh, uh, okay. So, FF, The Witness. Hmm. Ah, huh, okay. How about they're on this boat? They're on this boat. Maybe FF is like, I know I told, I know they told me to stay behind. But now I know that little guy's fucked up. Exactly. And so... The last thing we saw was Plankton coming out of Foo Fighters. Yeah. What if... It go in water? Yeah. What if it's going to try to go into the water? And help. Yeah. What if? What if? That's what I'm asking you. Well, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, so what if it goes into the water, it tries to catch up to the boat, because it's Plankton, so it's super fast. Sure. Um, and then it'll just burst out and be all like, you fucking stand and then try to kill it. Um, and what's, though it what, did enjoy it. How does this fucked up little guy fight? Hmm. Or harm. Yeah, so it went away and then Foo Fighters had a big chunk of its face taken out of it. Yeah, we didn't see it do anything. Yeah, but it did offer strawberries. It did. And it also built Jolene a chair. 
Mm. And gave her a comic book. Mm. Maybe... Maybe it's like these acts of just of generosity become it builds a meter. Maybe they become something that like stabs you or or, or cuts you in some sure, way. So they're like hidden traps. Yeah, they're like hidden traps. But I'm trying to think of a way that it would have happened when he just turned around and walked away after offering fake strawberries. I don't know. It's a weird one. It is. It's um, definitely a weird one. I can promise you that. It's either that or it's going to be like, oh, they punched me. And then I will saw the punch and punch them oh, back. Oh, sure, yeah. Or so, like, it, it incorporated the damage of Foo Fighters shooting it in the head and returned it later. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, I give back, you know? But I don't know why Foo Fighters be the witness. That seems weird. Maybe, the, maybe she just stays behind and is like, I saw it all, officer. I saw it all. They ran away. I oh, saw it all. Officer. Well, there are officers in the jail, aren't they? They're still officers. Sure, okay. Yeah. Or they're guards. Um, so maybe it'll just be an episode about Foo Fighters explaining what happened in the punishment ward. Yeah, I'm sure they would do that. And yeah. what's going on with this baby? Well, it's stuck in that stand stomach now. Yep. So it's slowly being digested. Um, maybe it'll break out and be like, hey, it's me, Simon, or whatever they were Dio. called. Dio. <laughs> if it's another Dio, that would be kind of amazing. But I don't think it will be. I think it'll be... Uh, this has to do with attaining heaven, surely. Well, it wasn't a stand. Like, it wouldn't be something so weird that it's like, attaining heaven is getting more supernatural powers not via stands that act like stands. Because that would be weird at this point. That would be bizarre. It would be very bizarre. But it, it probably wouldn't just be, oh, I, I figured out a way to have a kid. Like, that would be weird. Yep. Um, because parenthood is the true heaven. Don't... No. <laughs> No, 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 no. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. This kid is like, it can grow vines. but It, it grew so out of vines. Yeah, but I don't know. It's so weird. It's so bizarre. Well, we'll find out next time on JoJo's World when we embark on yet another bizarre adventure. Hell yeah. But until then, to, to be, be continued. continued.